ready to share. Good morning, guys. My name is Davey, and this is 30 Days of Podcast. So I'm creating this podcast because I want to um, kind of just dip my foot in and really just start getting some experience with recording myself. Uh, you see, I was a hip-hop artist in the past, and so I do have experience in front of a microphone. I've even performed um, multiple times. So I'm not too scared, too worried about, you know, um, about being in front of the mic, especially because like I did grow up with uh, the son of a DJ you know my father before he went and won the after he went and won the golden gloves one thing he did was be an MC for DJs uh, my uncle in particular for a good amount of time he was a DJ for him and so I remember he we would be at parties and my father like he would go up there on stage and he would just speak his tongue off you know like this man they were they were in Spanish but he was just like a, he was it was as if he was rhyming up there you know he would when up see his gente when you know like when as noches like he would he i can I, I can't even do it it was a gift you know it's honestly a gift he had perhaps i'm able to do it in english because when i rap you know let me let me go ahead and just break the ice here with uh with the little rap that i that i did in the past um Spitting with unpredictable rhythm, multiple syllable killing. Come with the will to commit it. Come with the real of the realest. I'm up and dealing with this shit, fucking revealing you bitches. I'm all fake. I'm all. Yeah, I don't even remember the rest. Uh, I can give you that one. I'm. I'm gonna leave it there. It's not one of my favorite verses. It was. It was for a cipher, so it didn't really have a topic. But that's just an intro to who I am, what I've done, and so yeah. You know, I, I look at look at what I just did. I put that out there. I know somebody's gonna hear that. Somebody's gonna be like, "Yo, who's this kid? Whose kid is this? Whose man is whose man's is this?" Right? Uh, well, I'm your man's man. Right now, I'm your man's because I'm I'm doing this just for the people, just for myself, and I have a lot to talk about. I feel like I'm not the most interesting person. Maybe I can't say that. I can't say that. I I'm I I gotta I gotta believe and say the uh, the opposite. For in order for the opposite to manifest, you know, I gotta say things like I'm interesting. I got a lot to say. A lot of people want to hear what I got to say. A lot of people want to hate on what I got to say, and I can't wait for the haters to start following me because that's just followers. It's easy followers, really. People act on negativity before they act on positivity. Before they act, before they act on gratitude, people are always gonna hate when somebody um, missteps. When the cashier gets your order wrong, when your coffee's not made properly, but when it's made good and it's fucking amazing, are you going to say anything about it? I don't think so. I don't think so. When everything is good, you're like, oh, well, that's what's to be expected, right? No, people are going out of their way, you know? People people make sure things are done right for you a lot of times, and you don't recognize it. I don't recognize it. You know, being on the other end of a lot of these entry-level jobs early in my 20s has given me a lot of perspective such as working in fast food working as a delivery driver for fedex uh doing uber and you know delivering pizzas things like that that i've done in the past have really given me perspective on how much those jobs go unappreciated and so i try to appreciate them but i don't actually i haven't really thought about it lately but i think i it does give me a new perspective that's able to with which I'm able to act in a better way. So right now I'm on my way to get an emissions test for my car. Freaking government got me up on a Saturday to go get this done. So that's what I'm doing. But I want to talk about something. 
and I would really like some um, some feedback. I don't know how people can respond to me. Uh, I'm gonna give you an email address. That one being, let me see. Let's let's go with bleepu2 at gmail.com. I'll check it. It's a it's an email I I created for um, a brand name I I wanted to experiment with, but I don't know if I'm going forward with that one. So I'm just uh, it's just an email blank email account that I have right now. So let's go ahead and email bleepu. Two, so b l e e p y o u t o o at gmail.com just how it sounds spelled out spelled out all the way so the topic of the day is and, the, and part of the look i should say this before i get into it uh part of the reason i'm starting this is i like being in front of a mic right and this is a good outlet for that but I, I don't think I, I've ever actually considered doing a podcast. A friend of mine has talked about it. You know, she was like, oh, we should do a podcast, you know. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm all for it. Uh, but I never really thought about actually, like, you know, doing it. So, but and now here I am, you know, like, what have I got to lose? What's going to happen? I I can take the hate. And I think I ran from it in the past, especially when I was doing uh, my hip hop thing on, on YouTube. The, neg- the negativity really got to me and I didn't fight it. I didn't acknowledge it and take it by the balls. You know, I, I kind of just, I think I started swaying, straying. And there's many reasons actually why I uh, I stopped doing music. But I'm not going to say I stopped completely. You know, I got tattoos on my body of the music thing. So I can't really just walk away. I love doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. But before I was looking at it as a potential... Uh, source of income a means of of income and i just don't want to rely on music because maybe i don't believe in myself enough i'm gonna give it to you raw and so i remember getting bad comments sometimes but i got a lot of love too you know i grew i grew my channel to almost 200 subscribers in a short amount of time and people were really like one one guy touched me because he um he commented like hey man where have you been do you have a new youtube channel like i i want i want to hear more and that's even hard for me to digest now because it's like somebody wants to hear more from me really like why why could he possibly want to hear more of my music what what attract and, and if i come out with more music am i gonna disappoint him you know like that's crazy you know like because i maybe he has a higher expectation to me of me than i thought maybe he liked one song and he won't like something later that's stupid thinking, right? So stupid. But that's what fear does to you. And so... <clears throat> I'm drinking my iced coffee. And so... Um, the topic of the day is related to... The great guru of social media, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he said something interesting. And I've heard him say it multiple times now. I've only been listening to his content for about two and a half weeks at this point. A friend of mine had mentioned him to me multiple times in the past and she's like in love with him. She's even said like she would marry this man, you know? And so and I believe her. <laughs> and she's like half his age, not half his age. She's like 26 or something, 27, you know. So I could see it. I could see it. But anyways. Yeah, so she mentioned him to me in the past. I think I skimmed through his content in the past too. But the thing was that I was afraid, you know, because Gary's not bullshitting around. He's just saying the same thing over and over again. And he's really just trying to hammer into people that they got to break out of their shells and they got to they got to be self-aware. You know, talking about self-awareness, this is a social media 
guru right someone who you can look to for content advice and things of that nature but he's over here trying to break people into a state of self-awareness and that's heavy you know so you don't do that by talking about uh sunshine and rainbows you know he he's talking about the real stuff he's saying oh you feel bad because your parents are providing for your lifestyle and you feel like you're not living free and because you're under their their judgment and you're you're under so much pressure well he's telling you get out of this conference as soon as it's over hit the number on the on your phone mom call her up say fuck you mom i'm done right fuck you that's crazy to even say those three words that i just said <laughs> i would never say that to my mom right and he and he he backpedals on that he's like i'm not actually telling you to say fuck you to your parents but you got to say them hey mom you know sit them down and say hey, i'm tired i need i need a change and i'm not taking anything else from you ever again do that right and it's really gotten me to a point where i I don't know why it took me so long. Look, I moved back in with my parents last year. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to to really envision myself living on my own. I've never I have lived on my own in the past and I moved back in with them last year, but before that I was living with my girlfriend for about a year. We had our own place. My ex-girlfriend, I'm sorry. And since I've been back I haven't really accomplished much. I mean, the, the I, I'm paying off of a I'm paying off a car, but I almost feel like at this point I feel like just getting rid of the hell, getting the hell rid of this car, and uh, you know, using the money to get my own place because I want freedom from their judgment. Like, I mean, my room is right next to the kitchen in our in our house. It's not a it's not a big house, you know, and. There's a basement, which is very nice, but it's being rented out to our family members. And so. So, yeah, where I am right by the kitchen, they hang out in the kitchen all day. They they bought nice sofas, a big ass TV, and they don't even hang out in the living room. They they always hang out in the kitchen. And anytime I come in and out or I want to, you know, like I feel like I'm always under their scope. And I want freedom for that. from that. I want freedom from their judgment because I can see it in their eyes regardless of what they say, whether they say anything at all or not. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You see the judgment in their eyes and that almost hurts more because you don't know what they're actually thinking. And so you just start going crazy in your head about what they think about you. And that pushes you in another direction. I almost went into an electrician's, uh, went to go study electricity to be an electrician because my father my stepfather kept telling me to do that and i knew i, I knew it would make him proud now and, and, and i almost did that but in reflection i would have been so sad so angry at myself for having let him push me in a direction that i didn't want to go you know and it would have been my fault ultimately but the pressure that your parents can put on you because you want to make them proud can be so heavy you know that you just do something for the sake of making them happy and proud like oh look mom i did that now i'm making a decent income let me go live my life you know doing something that i fucking hate and gary's like so real so realistic so down to earth so true to what he's saying that i saw him at a a table meeting he has a the 4ds series on youtube and he's talking with these guys right and one of the kids asks him he this kid got his own business he's selling digital audio online and 
so Gary asks him about his uh oh no the kid's asking him about content and growth and like he's trying to he's trying to scale and he says oh I saw we're at the point where I'm making $75,000 a month a month uh yeah this kid literally tells Gary I'm taking $75,000 a month from the company because I've grown it to that point and whatever whatever I want to grow my online presence and Gary's like <laughs> Gary's like I basically took that in a year every year from Wine Library which was his company that he built up his parents company that he built up he's like that's basically what I would take home from from Wine Library a year you need to put that money back what are you doing taking $75,000 a month like how serious can you be taken really if you're not grinding if you're not eating shit and you're telling the, the Gary Meister the G Meister that you're taking 75k what do you need 75k a month for you know what type of lifestyle do you and he says that's why that's why these businesses fail you know people get you know they get a little too uh too crazy but anyways the main thing i wanted to talk about was the the idea that gary has put out there that if you're not creating content and if you're not showing up on social media constantly that you're becoming irrelevant you're becoming irrelevant into t- today's society. You're becoming irrelevant if you're not putting out content online. And think about that. He's also mentioned the fact that this is the first generation of people whose lives will be recorded entirely online. You know, like our lives will be wholly recorded online. We'll be able to look back to when we were 18 and started our first job, you know, and find pictures and stuff that we talked about but that's only if you actually put content up and this is kind of like your history the history of you that you're putting on the web and we're not recording the process a lot of us are not documenting the process and so he's he's pushing us to kind of to to change that to break out of our comfort zones if you feel comfortable in front of a camera get on the camera if you feel like you can talk get on a mic do something if you feel like you can write write you know what I mean? And so that's why I'm doing this podcast in particular, the 30 days of uh, 30 days of podcast challenge that I'm here doing right now. If anyone wants to join me, please do um, let me know. I think I already gave out my email address, but I'm going to give it a, give it out again just in case. I, what the heck? I think I see a military helicopter. That's crazy. But anyways, my email address is go ahead and email bleep you to B-L-E-E-P-Y-O-U t-o-o at gmail.com bleep you too at gmail.com go ahead and shoot me an email if you want to get uh do this with me we can kind of help each other motivate each other and give each other points um to talk about so and then eventually maybe we can uh, actually work together on a podcast so thank you for listening stay tuned this is 30 days of podcast with davy goodbye Uh, hi guys, uh, my name is Davey and this is still day one of, um, actually this is kind of like the, the, the day before the launch, the day before the takeoff of me trying to develop this new state of mind and uh, I'm realizing, I'm listening to this, uh, I think he's a millionaire or a billionaire, but I'm listening to him talk to a classroom in Africa right now. 
on YouTube and uh, I had to pause it because I just felt like I want to add something to my content for this uh, for this day I don't have butterflies you know you know those butterflies you get when you have a great big idea and you start to take action towards it or you just start thinking about all the possibilities all the things you can do with that idea and uh, you're just so excited what do you do with that idea when you have it well if you're like me you look for someone else to validate that idea you go and tell your friend or your parents your mom your dad you tell your brother your sister and you wait for uh, an enthusiastic response right that's probably the worst thing you can do is to tell these people that are so close to you or anyone in, in anyone telling anyone for that matter the reason being that they're not going to share that same level of enthusiasm for your vision because they don't see it, right? A lot of times, if you're from the lower, uh, lower or middle class like myself, then you're going to you're going to be surrounded by people in similar situations to you. And what I want to do and what we want to do, I think, is we want to break the link, right? We're kind of like going in a circle and and in a, and we're in a, this spiral this never-ending spiral, this cycle of, of living uh, of living beyond our means and living on credit and working a nine-to-five until the day we retire. That's uh, going to school, getting married, having kids, working, 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 and then never having enough. That's basically the cycle that, uh, that we go through. And we want to break that link. We wanna we wanna enter into the echelon of the rich and the and and the the wealthy, right? We wanna we wanna reach a new level of wealth that we're, we we are unaccustomed to. And in order to do that, this is kind of where my disparity to get away from home is really coming from. I don't wanna leave the like, I don't even wanna leave the neighborhood. I just wanna get out of my house my household because I feel like a, a lower frequency energy in my household when I get home. It's like I don't want to do anything. And you know, that's partly in it's partly in due to the fact that when I when I am in my room, I've spent so much time in that room just playing video games and not actually doing anything productive. So now that I want to break out of that habit, it's harder to do it while still in that same environment. And so you know, I'm looking for answers right now, but I'm feeling optimistic because I'm, I'm actually actively seeking those answers. I'm not just wondering about it. You know, I'm like, I'm very curious because this, this shouldn't be easy. Appreciate that. Appreciate that breaking this link and creating a new cycle, one, one where your, your kids will understand money and their, and their kids, your grandchildren will under, will understand money and you will, you will be a family of wealth that in order to do that you're going up against the odds it's as if like you you you're going to meet friction you're going to meet uh opposing energy because you're going uphill okay and it's it's like you're trying to count, count I'm sorry it's like you're trying to climb mount everest without ever having had any hiking experience right that's basically what it is and that's why we seek knowledge from uh, from these speakers and motivational speakers or people who've made it already but a lot of times they're gonna maybe tell you the type of uh, 
the type of what are those those sticks that they use you know like they're gonna they're gonna give you the the they're gonna give you advice as far as what equipment you should use what route you should probably take but until you meet the mountain you will not be prepared for the obstacle that lies ahead right until you face it and you and you're at the when, when you're at the bottom of that big huge mountain and you're looking up at it and you're like how am I ever how am I ever gonna get to the top you got all your gear you got your map and you're and you think you're ready but you show up there and you realize that you you grossly underestimated how difficult the task really is but the saying goes right if it were easy anybody would do it anybody and everybody would be rich if it were easy and that just goes against the science of being rich. To be rich means to have more than the, than the majority, right? To be wealthy is to have a good amount for yourself. I mean, there can't be wealth without there being poor, is what I'm trying to say. And, and so it's not, it's not supposed to be easy. It's, all, it's what I'm trying to get at. Appreciate the difficulty of the task but understand that you are capable of all things. Anything you can imagine, as long as you can believe it for yourself, you can reach that achievement. You can get to that, that peak, the peak. You can get to the peak of that mountain. There's nothing, nothing that separates you from the, from the person that lives, like I live in Chicago, right? very diverse there's people renting uh apartments for eight to ten thousand dollars a month that's um what a third of my yearly salary and they're just paying that on their apartment they probably don't even stay in that apartment a lot of the time because they're out traveling and you know living life on a higher higher plane than me and not five miles away there's apartments for 800 bucks where there's roaches and stuff and you know we're all like we're all just clunked up together there's Maserati's Park next to 1995 freaking Grand Cherokees you know what I mean like there's so much variety and this is something I noticed from a very young age I would see a nice Jaguar drive by and I'd be like wow and then um Jaguar like that car so like it, it I, I used to tell myself like that's the car I'm gonna have one day I love that car whatever but then you'll see like uh, an old, ugly-ass, you know, rusted-out car parked, like, right behind it, you know, or driving uh, alongside it on the street. And it should make us wonder, like, what separates those, like, that per the person in that car from the person in this one? They don't have some superpower. They're not geniuses. All they did was exercise the power of their mind. And we each have that same power. We each have that same mind. Right? Some of us, sure. I do believe that some of us can be born with uh, more... Each mind is different, right? In a way. In very, in very min like, tiny ways, each mind is different. But we each can excel at something. And, um, and if, if that weren't the case, then it would have been proven by now, right? They would have, somebody would have come up with the science and said, Oh, well, that's why the people are rich. They have... X, X amount of, uh, of uh, capacity, of thinking capacity in this cortex than the poor people. 
statistically across the board this is just the case right then they would be their own species and that's kind of how uh this speaker is talking about it he really says it's as if the other half quote unquote were a different species and they're not they're just people like you and me and at this point we demonize money we demonize hard work right but hard work isn't hard when you know and you're optimistic about the money that's to come of it, right? When you believe in yourself and you believe in your vision. At this point, what I want to do is really document the very little pe- little parts of that hard work that we're so afraid of. I'm afraid to do it. I can't imagine myself working for four hours straight on my quote-unquote vision, right, on my goal or my dream. I cannot say that I've ever done that. The the closest I've ever done that or when I have done that is when I've worked on music. That's the only time I've ever worked on anything for more than four hours that wasn't uh, for an employer that was paying me an hourly rate. That's Yeah, it's sad, but I'm just giving you the hard truth, harsh truth. And I think a lot of people can relate. Even if you have worked six, seven, eight, nine, or a whole day hours on something you wanted to do, how consistently have you done that? If you are doing that at that level, then you don't need to hear what I have to say. But I know that, I know from my personal experience, the people I associate with, and probably that's, I know that's part of the problem, right? Show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you who you are, or they can show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you how much money you're going to earn. You know, it's, it's the same thing. But... Like I said, I want to break the link, and I'm I'm a, I'm about that. I'm about to reach that point where I'm willing to sacrifice my life in in order to reach those goals that I want. I'm willing to just give up my free time, my leisure time, which I fucking like. If there's anything I value, I it's that you know, just being able to do nothing. I'm fucking lazy. I just do nothing because that's my bad habits. It's like saying, I'm going to climb that mountain if it kills me. I'm at the bottom. I've heard enough shit from all these speakers. I got all the right equipment. I got the map mapped out to the dot. I know exactly where to turn. After this tree shaped like an upside down U or a rainbow, I'm going to turn right. I'm going to climb up that path. And I'm going to do this and that and the other. And I got all, and I got a bunch of food. I'm prepared, right? But obviously, I'm not completely I can't be prepared because I've never climbed it before I'm just basing my preparedness level on the things that people have told me I'll need to do but until I've experienced it I won't actually know what I needed for my personal path my personal uh, venture up the path and to the peak of that mountain so I'm already hating the I'm already hating it. I know it's going to I know I'm going to meet a lot of friction, a lot of moments of give this up right now, Davey. You know, like you could be doing this, you could be watching that, you can be chilling, you can be relaxing. You deserve it. You already worked 10 hours today. Literally today right now, I've been on the clock for 10 and a half 10 and a half hours. It's Monday. I've been on the clock for 10 and a half hours, but I'm desperate, man. And desperate times call for desperate measures, right? I want to break that link. With these two hands, I will break that link. 
but I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. I gotta do it in the face, in the face of how huge that mountain is, you know? And you know, one thing I noticed, I can kind of relate to this, is my, my personal job is I work, uh, I basically transport patients to and from a clinic. I pick them up at their house, take them to the, to the clinic, and then take them home. And it's me and like three other guys, but it doesn't matter. When there's like a far trip, I so dread sometimes, not every time, but sometimes, you know, you get, there's, you do this all day, like eventually you're gonna like, there's some rides you just don't wanna do. And so in the beginning of the ride, I'm like, I got a kind of a bad attitude. I'm like, man, I gotta go all the way over here and all this traffic. And then when I'm arriving to my destination, like when I'm even like 10, 15 minutes away, or like 10 minutes away, I get in a much better mood because now I can, it's like I can see the peak, right? So understand that each step you take, including the first few, is as important as the last few that you make. Because they're all the same. It's not like you suddenly grow uh, three feet and you're taking longer steps, you know, at any point. Each step is the same. So appreciate that first step you take and then just continue to take steps because each one of those is the same as the step you'll take when you reach that top of the mountain, that peak. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about mountains, you know. I've never actually climbed one, but anyways, guys, let's break, let's break the, the link. It's one link. That chain is a chain, right? It's just going to keep on going and going and going in circles. It's spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. It's a chain. You break one link on that chain, and that chain is forever broken. Now it's in your hands. Now you do whatever you want with it. But um, I hope this has made any sen- any type of sense to somebody. Thank you for listening. Davey, out. What up, beautiful, beautiful people of the world? My name is Davey, and I am making an entry to my 30 days of podcast, which has really become a mess. It's really become, you know, a proof of my inconsistency because the challenge was to record myself each day and to put out a piece of content in format, in audio format each day via Anchor, which, which, publishes your your recordings or podcasts on different uh, audio platforms such as Google Podcasts or Spotify and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, I failed basically, but I have not given up. I have not counted myself out. Um, It's not that I wasn't recording the days, like pretty much every day I've been recording. The thing is, I start overthinking the process and some days I just feel worse than others. I mean, the last two days I've worked 22 hours, uh, you know, 11 hours daily because of, you know, I guess it's just a busy time for my workplace. And it's not to say that there's not time for me to record. I've just kind of been overwhelmed, I guess, with, uh, with the work and then I'm not someone who likes to go to sleep early, but I can, and I should probably, you know, 
It's just that I like to uh, I like to indulge in free in my free time with you know TV or I try to unwind you know like anybody else I want I want to play I, I didn't even want to play video games yesterday. Uh, I don't have a console for the reason uh, the reason being that you know you can easily spend a lot of money if I do buy games when I do have a console. I buy them secondhand, you know, I'll buy them online uh, on OfferUp or something like that. I'm not paying $60, $70 for a game. Like, that's, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, the game, yeah, you play it for a month, a month maybe. You flip it, and then it's there, you know, it's just chilling. Um, but the reason I don't have a console is because, and, I, and I've had maybe like 10 to, 10 to 15 cons, 10, I'll say 10. Let's be conservative. I I had 10 consoles. And the majority of them being, you know, Xbox Ones or PS4s. But I always end up selling them because my opinion, I mean, my opinion personally, it's just, uh, it's not that they're a complete waste of time. Because video games, I believe, are a good way to unwind. You know, and, and they do build uh, certain neural connectivities, connections, right? Connections in your brain that uh, help you react faster to some to, to certain things or make or make decisions quicker. Apparently, according to science, right? But it can also consume a big part of your life. And really, what all these things are, such as like Netflix, video games, um, movies, whatever. They're all escapes, right? Social media, it's just a form of escape. And video games in particular are so, like, so addicting to me, right? Uh, That I play them to the point where I just get tired of it. Like, and and I know people do what they do in that situation is they just go on onto another game. But... I'm so aware, like I've wasted a lot of time just watching Netflix series, entire Netflix series, like all the way through in like less than a week, right? Or um, or playing video games like for hours on end and just uh, at the end of the day, when I put, when I take those headphones off, put that control down, the controller down, I don't, there's nothing I've actually accomplished, right? And I know esports is a very legitimate argument, I believe, for as to why somebody would support playing video games for a long periods of time. But the majority of us, that's like saying that, and not, and actually, it's not the same because if you said, "Oh, this guy loves basketball, so he plays hours on end," I mean, at least, at least he's getting exercise, right? You can never uh, argue against exercise because. What I mean, that's there's very few things you could, very few things that are better that you could be doing with your time than exercising, you know. Besides actually being productive and and uh, creating sources of income, exercise is one of the major things you uh, you want to be doing. Obviously, you know you want to prolong your your lifehood, life your life expectancy. And so, anyways, yeah, that's why I just don't play video games. Uh, but I. I can hop on uh, hop on either PS4 or Xbox. Xbox more likely because uh, that's the last game, that last system I had. And I can whoop you in uh, in Fortnite if uh, if push ever came to shove. I'm just gonna put that out there. 
Nah, I can't. You know, these kids get so good at this, this damn game, dude. Like, oh my gosh. I can't even, like, I can't even say that. Because I'm good with the gun and the aiming. You know, I put some on your head. But, but these kids just build super fast. I just, uh, I'm guessing they're on PC or whatever it may be. They're just that good. I never really bothered. Like, I progressed slowly, right? I, uh, I, st- and I got pretty good at building at one point, but, nah, not to the, not to the extent that I can, uh, I can really do, uh, the, the fights, but when I'm in my zone, I don't even need to build that much, like, I just need to be able to get up high, as high as you, or bring down your whole thing, and, and we're, we're getting somewhere, but, uh, I'm arriving to where I have to be, but I'm gonna drive around the block, because I want to talk a little bit. So, what can we say? What can I talk about? Well, yeah, you know, I stopped. Uh, I, I, I wasn't consistent <clears throat> with the series. And the entire purpose of it really was... Um, the entire purpose of the series was to kind of record, record the progression of my mental attitude from being in a negative uh low energy state of mind to being in a money conscious and and, uh, progressive and positive state of mind and i still want to continue that i want to continue recording that process even if i don't release this um this audio until after i believe i've achieved a good amount of success um i still want to record this because i think it's in for in important context because I think other people will be able to relate. I mean, I know I have some recordings of myself in a very low, low negative and just um, ineffective mind state. So I'll be able to look back to those recordings or other people can look back to those recordings and say, wow, um, it really was possible. You know, this, I mean, I feel unworthy honestly of being I feel ungrateful of being young having access to the internet and living in the country the United States of America one of the greatest countries in the world I honestly believe the greatest but I haven't been to the other countries so I can't even say that right I'm just gonna say to me this is the greatest country in the world I'm just appreciative to be here because I know there's so much opportunity. If I want, I can go to school. I can join the army. Uh, don't laugh at that. The army, the, the army will straighten you out if you're really not disciplined. That you, you, you really want to get your shit together. The army's gonna do that for you. Um, I can uh, go to college. I could, I can get all sorts of jobs because I'm able to sell myself, and that's something I've always had confidence in: is being interviewed. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. And I've put this idea out there before, but I'll recite it here. I believe that you should never be nervous. Okay, we're going to be nervous, right? When we're, when we're up for a position and we're being interviewed. But you should believe in yourself because no matter what, they have more to gain by hiring you at an hourly rate than you have to gain from them. What are you going to make the most? $25, $35, $45, $55 an hour? At the end of the day... They're going to pay you in accordance to the position in, 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 in um, you know, in respect to your experience and 
the, the job requirements. They're going to pay you probably the least they can, but that's why you have to negotiate. But starting out, you might take whatever they have to offer you because it's not going to be a ridiculous offer. Sometimes it is, and that's why you have to, you know, kind of push back. But most times they're going to give you the, the industry standard paying wage for the position you're applying for. And you just have to know, you know this. You know this already deep inside of you that you are, you know your potential is infinite. You know that if you dedicated yourself every hour of your free time, you know, let's not be ridiculous. I don't believe, like I'm, I'm more realistic and I believe that we do like leisure and we do like, you know, to watch Netflix or whatever and, and indulge. But if you minimize that, that time you spent, you know, kind of just relaxing and you decided Firstly, you have to envision what you want and you have to describe it and then you have to demand it and then and do that daily because then opportunities become uh, it's not that it's not that new opportunities become available. It's that these opportunities already exist. You just become available to them by by being aware, by knowing what you want. You see the opportunity in all sorts of things that you normally would just pass up on a daily basis. Maybe you have your headphones on and you're not even paying attention. But if you're constantly thinking about the things you want, you'll become more aware of the opportunities around you. You'll pop those headphones out and you'll say, you know what? I can record this. I can put this on a, my channel for my business that I want to build and I want to grow awareness for. Whatever it might be. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. I apologize. So these employers, they have more to gain from you. I mean, they're not hiring animals. They're not hiring robots. They're hiring people with infinite potential that if they can motivate those people to become uh, ownership, become owner quotient, or how do I say this? I'm sorry. Become uh, To become employee owners. And what that means is if you can inspire them, if, if they can inspire you to... Um, to feel like you are an integral part of their business and to the point where you feel like you're even a part owner of that business because you take pride in it to that extent, then there's no amount of money they can pay you, you know, that they can afford. They have more to gain from you. You have more to give than they could ask for. You just have to believe it in yourself. You, it's their job. To make you feel like you're you're valued. But that's why a lot of these employers, like, they, they only think about the hourly wage that they'll be giving you and the, and their job expectations, their their requirements, what they want. Because they know that they're not capable of inspiring people. They're just not. They don't even believe in their business, their own business a lot of times. A lot of times the people hiring you. They just got to that position because they worked for the company for a decade or half a decade and they eventually moved up. But they're not. A lot of these people aren't prideful of their business. They're prideful of their own work, but they don't take pride in the company. And that's what employers fail to do because the, you're, you never know the actual owners, the CEOs. You don't. Uh, a lot of times now, what I, I've worked for various companies that are being outsourced. So, like, I worked at a law firm, and they were outsourcing the work to a third-party company, 
which was Canon Business Process Services. So whereas they could have hired their own internal employees and had people working in their mailroom and copy, copy and uh, print rooms, they hired a different company to provide those employees because they don't have to worry about it. They wipe their hands, you know, like they don't have to worry about the, the firing, the nothing. They don't have to worry about anything. They just hire them, get the job done, and that's it. And what that creates is a redheaded stepchild employee. Do you understand what I'm saying? FedEx does the same thing. UPS drivers, the majority of UPS drivers you meet, they have great character, right? I like they're they're happy. Yeah, they're overworked sometimes, especially, you know, during the holiday seasons, but they're compensated fairly. They have a union. They have uh you know, they they're offered college tuition reimbursement. They're um they have health care, stuff like that. But but we compare that to um, to FedEx. And what FedEx does is they hire contractors or people that own or buy trucks and then buy routes from them, delivery routes. And then those people hire their own employees to work those routes. So now it's up to that contractor to give you insurance if they want, give you a fair wage if they want. Um, and you know determine how many hours you work it's completely in their power and you're really like you really can't have a say you don't have as much say because the pay is okay but if you did the math for the amount of hours you work and i worked for them it really doesn't at the end of the day it's not worth it it's like you're you're not getting paid overtime you're a lot of them don't offer health insurance and they're not considering the, the amount of hours you work in, in, uh, in relation to the, the pay, the salary you make or, or, or earn. So you really have no protections. You're out there working like crazy. So like I said, it's a, red, it's a red-headed stepchild position, employee. Right now I'm actually in, one, in a such uh, employment, under such employment because I work for a healthcare clinic that instead of hiring their own drivers for, because they, they provide transportation for the, the patients, instead of hiring their own drivers, They've outsourced that service to another company, and we we have a lot of those issues where we don't have PTO, we don't have um, sick days, we don't have uh, vacation pay, uh, we don't get a lot of benefits that uh, someone in this position would would get. Like in a in a similar company where they do get these things, we don't get them because we don't we we just don't have. It's no, it's no one really fought, uh, hiring or fighting for us. I mean, it's like if you go to um, to a temp labor agency, you really got much, not much say. You know, you just got to eat the eat the SHIT that they give you or they'll replace you. It's like, But that's the problem is these companies aren't creating owner employees. An owner employee, I would say, is worth 10 times that of a regular just employee that anybody that would take the position because an owner employee is going to work and represent your business in the best possible manner that he knows how or she knows how but just the regular employee i mean they're going to do the minimum right they don't understand that the effect that this has on a company the way it makes the company look and the strength that it builds for that company and the relationships it builds between that company and its customers but that's just the way it is you know because that's a long-term investment 
treating your employees properly and making them feel like they're valued and part owners of your company, that's a long-term investment. And it requires more, um, it requires a bigger investment, like emotionally, financially, and whatever. Like, it's a long-term investment you make in that employee and they become a part of your company. You reduce, you, you, you minimize or you reduce turnover and you get, you're providing a better product. But they they want the short-term returns, and that comes in the fashion of hire whoever you can that can get the job done, and that's it. But uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I made an entry. We're at 18 minutes, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Dave V. Day to the V, motherfucker. Huh? Okay, so what's up, guys? I want to chat. I want to chat real quick about this, this topic. That it's, it's, it's just on my mind. I can't get it out. I just had an idea, and I want to see what you think. I know a lot of people are going to think it's ridiculous. I really don't care. I got an idea. I want to hit you with it right now, right here, right now. You're listening to my new idea. Here it is. We've all heard about the theory of, uh, actually not, not the theory, I'm going to call it a law. I'm going to call it what it is, it's a law, okay? It's the law of attraction, right? And basically, we want to envision ourselves in the position that we want to be, the future self. We want to envision that being, being now, act, like actually manifesting, because what separates us from uh, that house, right? That house we want to have, that good job, or that uh, that certain amount of money we want to earn by running our own businesses is a mind state. Mentality and skill are the only separating factors uh, between where we want to be and where we are now. And so, it sounds simple enough, right? Practice, practice, practice. Be in that mind state at all times who who is that person you want to be does that person you have a that who has a house who has that nice car that you you and you you fantasize about that uh that that wife that that husband that person that you want to be that has those things are they the same person that you are today are they that same person that you are today or does growth come with that being? Do you, when, you, when, you, when you put yourself in those situations in your mind and you're envisioning those things that you want to have, does that person look the same as how you do today? I mean, sure, you're going to be dressed differently and they'll have a better... They'll, they'll, they'll know how to better accessorize your body because just experience, right? And money will also allow them to buy better things to outfit you with. But... Do they look the same? Are they are they skinnier? Are they are they the same weight? Are they built more? Like, do they have muscles? Um, how do they look? And more so, how do they act? How do they carry themselves? Are they insecure like you are today, or do they walk with purpose? 
and sincerity and security and firmness are they different from you today because if they are and obviously i think in a lot of most cases i think that's the case is that person is different because if you were that person today that person then you you don't need to be listening to this in the first place people call others like elon musk or rappers that are upcoming up and coming they call them crazy because they act like they're already in those positions that they aim to be in at a future time. They already act big-headed. They act like they got the money. They act like they got everything figured out. Like they don't need to take SHIT from anybody. And people hate that because they're like, who is you, bro? You're a nobody. You're you're not a, uh, what, what is it called? You're not a winner. You're a nobody. Ha, 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 ha. Right? I don't remember how it was, but I'm thinking of Shark Tale. Anyways, here's the point. I had this crazy idea. What if we reverse psychology the universe? What if, because we're so attracted to saying, the talking about the things we don't want, right? Or the things we're irritated with or the things that we're just so tired of. And, and I myself am a freaking... Uh, um, I do this. I say, oh man, I don't want this. I hate that I have to do this. I want that. And when you're talking about wants, you're, the universe is just going to say, yeah, oh, I agree. You do want that. Here's some more situations and circumstances under which you'll continue to want that. Because I am merely a reflection of the things you want. I merely give you what you give me. I give back what you give me. So if you give me thoughts of desperation, not desperation, uh, of deprivation, because that's what you're doing when you say you want. You're creating a, set, a thought of deprivation because you don't have. And, and not even just want. We go so far as to say we need things. I need this X amount of money. I need that. But you have food in your stomach. You have a source of income. You have a, ho a home to go home to. You have clothes on your back. And yet we have the nerve to say, I need that. I need this. You shouldn't ever say you need anything. You're a fucking God. You don't need for nothing. If you need, it's because you cho you choose to need. You decide to need. And, you and every time you say you need something, you reinforce that state of deprivation, not havingness. So my idea is this. What if... Um, because I was looking at this house, right? I'm driving around. I know, I know, I, know I, keep, I, keep, I keep pushing it back. But look, I was driving and, and I'm working, right? So I drive around in different neighborhoods, etc. Um, and I see this house, right? Like with, with a two-door garage and it's huge. And I'm like, wow. Like I start envisioning myself in that house or having that house. And I'm like, man, if I had, I got caught up. This idea just hit me and I was like, if I had that house, what would I strive for after that? I feel like I don't even need a house that big. I feel like I would be, I would feel like, ugh, like nasty if I had a house that big. And and I would feel like, con what's that word? Uh, contempt. I started envisioning myself having that house and I was like, that's the word that came to mind. It didn't come to mind, but the, 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 the definition of that word came to mind, if that makes any sense. The feeling of that word. Contempt. That's what I thought. I would be contempt if I had that house. I would be like, 
I would be fucking spoiled. I would be a brat. I would be like, I would feel like I actually did something in life and accomplished something because I have a big ass house with more rooms than I even fucking need. You know? Why do I need a house that big? I was grossed out by the fucking idea of having that shit already. I was like, ugh, like, no, take me back to the not having this because in this state, I'm still hungry. I can keep driving for things, striving for things. I can keep, like, I'm, like, the process. I realize there's so much fucking beauty in the process. I don't know why I haven't been able to see it before, but, but guys, when we accomplish those things we want, when we meet those feats and defeat them, and we overcome the obstacles in our way, what is there to do then? Do you just strive for more? And then like, how do you, a lot of, like, people don't keep that hunger once once they've made it. You know, they dwindle, stars dwindle. So we want to shine, right? We want to shine. That's the, shining is the equivalent. Like, say we're a dwarf or we're, we're a tiny, we're like a, a star wannabe, right? In the universe. And we're just a, a, fr- a fraction of mass and we're accumulating together with other elements in order that we may become a star and just shine, you know? Um, we want to be a star. So, shit, I'm losing my, my <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. Fuck. Um. We want to be a star, but stars dwindle. They only shine so bright for so long, and then they dwindle. And you can say, okay, the dwindling doesn't have to come until you die and you're you're old, right? Well, that's a different type of dwindling. What I'm talking about is aspiration, your drive. That drive is going to dwindle. Do you really want to have those things when you're like 20, 30? Because it's going to be cool then. It's going to be cool but what happens when you're 40 and you feel like you've lived all of, uh, you've seen it all there is? Like, I literally saw a kid, I forgot who, but this guy was complaining that he felt like he'd seen everything. He'd done everything fucking five times over. He'd been everywhere in the world and he felt like there was nothing new for him to experience. And he was fucking depressed. He had money and access. And he just felt like he was, like, his life was over. I felt fucking bad for him. I feel bad for him. Because it's like, fuck the money, right? Like, obviously we could say, oh, how are you going to feel bad for somebody that has more than you? You know, what are you what are you talking about? Like, this kid's just a crybaby, right? Like, oh, boo-hoo, I have too much money and, and too much uh, access that I feel like I've done everything in life and I'm just bored now. Well, I think, like, I'm, I'm really considering it, dude. Guys, I mean, we're only human. We only need so much. And if we get everything we wanted, if we were to get everything we wanted overnight, like you hit the lotto, you're going to live a good few decades, maybe one or two. But there's going to be nothing else. Like once you've got, once you've gotten to a point of financial security where you're wealthy and you're able to do the things you want to do, I mean... Travel the world, maybe, but I'm just I got like I I know this is kind of it's kind of it's very controversial. It's very controversial, but but I really felt that when I looked at that house before. Like I've, it's not the first time I do that, right? I drive around and I see like I'm in nice neighborhood sometimes, and I and I think about like myself having that house. And right now I realize I don't want that fucking house. Why do I need a house that big? So I can stroke my fucking ego every time I pull into the driveway. 
I don't need a house that big. Why why have I been conditioned to believe that that is the equivalent that that is the semblance of success? That that means success. Why do I need the biggest house on the block? Because then the neighbors are, are going to like fucking admire me and know that I got the biggest house on the block. I get God, I would be so happy in just a small home. You know where I have space for my things and that's that's all I need because I you know, it's not about the things you have. Life is not about the things you have. Life is about the journey, the experiences. And your experiences are different when you're, when you, when you're from a place, uh, when you're coming from a place of having. Once you've already got the things that you supposedly wanted in life, it's like a drug, right? Success is like a drug, I guess. Or, or, or money. Not success, because success is, you know, subjective. Money is like a drug. You earn a certain amount. But there's always someone who has more. So like, and there's always a higher state. There's always more money to be had, right? So say you get a hundred thousand dollars, and you're coming from earning twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Um, you're gonna you're gonna feel fucking amazing. Like say you just got a new job, and they're gonna pay you a hundred k a year. You're gonna feel great, man. You're gonna feel so amazing. You're gonna buy better things, pay off your car, you know, uh, get that, get a new apartment, do do a lot of things. But. If you're not careful, if you don't do it wisely, you're going to say, I want more. I want more. I want more. It's like a drug, right? That that feeling you get the first time you take a hit of, of, of a cigarette or, or uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't experiment with other drugs, right? But that first hit is going to get you addicted and you're going to keep on trying to find that same feeling you had when you took that first hit. You're going to keep going, chasing that feeling. And you're never going to find it, not not to that point. So you're going to keep on taking hits, taking hits, taking hits, taking hits until it kills you. You're going to keep chasing money until the day you die. Unless you realize now that money is not the answer. Anyways, the whole purpose of this uh, entry was to talk about that, that just crazy idea. What if, because we're so vulnerable to talking about the things we don't want, what if we pretended... Because obviously the, the whole purpose of like visualization and manifestation, it's like to pretend kind of, right? Like mentally, it's not really pretending in your mind. In your mind, it's as real as if, if it were, if it were uh, real in the, in the physical world. But you are pretending in the, physical, in, the term, in the sense of the physical world because you don't actually have those. They're not going to pop out, right? You're not going to visual, visualize you're holding the steering wheel of a Maserati while you're holding a Honda steering wheel. And then like you open your eyes and suddenly, it, no, you're pretending. And it's good. I think it's it's. I, I know it works, right? But but it's kind of hard for us to implement that strategy. But what if we considered from the perspective of having, and we're just like, man, I don't want a house this big. Why do I have a house this big? Why do I why do I have? Why, I don't want this nice ass car anymore, man. It's you know it's too nice. I'm spoiled. I I feel the. I miss the I miss the the fire in my stomach that used to drive me towards the things I wanted. I miss that. Why why do I have this? You know. But then you you gradually go into a um, a state of gratitude, right? I feel like it's easier to transition from that state of mind of man, I have so much. I should give some of this away to. But you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm grateful because I worked hard to get here. I did what I had to do. I put the right thoughts in my head, and now I'm here. 
you know, so I'm going to enjoy in it. I'm going to bask in this glory of my own creation and I'm going to help others reach this. So that's really what the answer is. When you when you feel like you've got that money, that's why people with money, they, they're all over YouTube trying to help other people break into their similar mind state to get into their, they're, they're giving access, right? They're giving out like the information. They're telling you like, you got to fix your mind. You got to think, you got to watch what you take into your mind. Like, uh, be positive. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not some, like, I shouldn't have this much energy at 325 in the afternoon. You know, I've worked 11 hours the past two days, 11 hours Monday, 11 hours Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. I was up at freaking six and, you know, I've, I've been feeling like I have so little free time and I only slept like six hours at the most six hours. And yet, like, I feel like powerful, man. I feel like fucking I can run a marathon. So weird. I got so much energy right now. And this isn't me. This hasn't been me. This is me now. I I have transitioned into a state of like I've just really like grown my and you have to be careful when you say this isn't this and this is. This is me now. This is me, a powerful motherfucking being with infinite potential, and I am ready to conquer the fucking world. I'm ready to grab the world by the balls, man. Like the world's not ready for me. Ah, people driving crazy. Anyways. Somebody uh somebody out there work on this uh this idea of mine. Somebody out there work on it, perfect it, come get back to me at bleepu2 at gmail.com. What's up guys? My name is Davy and I am um I'm in the early stages of developing a podcast. And so what better way to learn then by doing that is exactly what i am undertaking right now the task of doing while unprepared uh, i mean i've been thinking about different topics and people to interview my tone of voice you know i'm really just um it's easy to overthink this process or the process of doing anything if you don't take action because then then comes in the the need to do it perfectly you know, you start overthinking things and, you know, you just, uh, it, it garner, it, it forms, uh, procrastination, you know, you just start procrastinating because you're afraid to do it wrong. And, um, I'm past that fear. So here I am. And I want to propose a new way of living for those of us that have had difficulties advancing in life or taking chances because we're afraid to fail we're afraid to ask someone out or ask for a raise because we're afraid of of a no and we grow comfortable um performing mundane tasks or just uh you know we grow comfortable working for our jobs and we tell ourselves like it's it's not a bad job the pay is decent and we go with the motions and then after work we don't really do much towards working for the for ourselves, you know, to accomplish the goals we have set for ourselves. So I want to offer some perspective that uh, that it's not my own. Right. I've um, diligently consumed content from various influential speakers, uh, teachers, and at this point, even a prophet. 
which would be Neil Goddard. No, I'm sorry, not Neil Goddard. Uh, a messenger was Neil Walsh. You can check out his books on Conversations with God. But um, Goddard is, uh, his son is Joseph Goddard. His name is, well, if you look up Goddard, you'll find him. I apologize. I'm very sorry that I don't remember his name. But Neville, Neville Goddard. It's a very unique name, so it, you know, it doesn't stick. But Neville Goddard. I just looked him up, you know, because I've I've been consuming his um his audiobooks or people that uh that are explaining his teachings on YouTube. And so I looked him up, you know, to see a little bit about him. So apparently he passed in the seventies and he's described as a prophet by his own uh or this website, it's called uh, free God art or something like that dot com and he's described as a prophet who didn't associate himself with any ism or a, even uh, a religion he was more of a spiritual leader a prophet and the teachings are amazing honestly but let me get to the some of the the main things that I'm, I'm taking away from all this information um Create your life the way you want it. You know what I've realized is I began to hate my job. I began to really just, at one point I was giving everybody a bad attitude. I was just, I just had a bad attitude in general, you know. And it's not that any one person I was taking it out on. It was just that in general I was unhappy and I was um, demonstrating that unhappiness but via my actions. And right now, I'm really, I, I listen to this guy called um, Gary Vaynerchuk. A lot of you are, I'm sure, familiar with him. Gary, he's a big social media personality that preaches the power of social media. And he kind of, he spins the narrative, right? So where, whereas society has began, begun to look at social media as negative, everybody always being on their phone is negative, um, and the kids just not going outside anymore as negative. It's he kind of spins the narrative and says, you know what? The more content you produce, and the bigger you you build the name of your brand, the brand of your name, the more set you will be to accomplish your goals in life. He he goes so far as to say that if you're not producing content. On social media in 2019 that you are becoming irrelevant in society today and that's a very interesting thought you know but he I believe a lot of the people that follow him are entrepreneurs right I think the majority of them would at least consider themselves entrepreneurs although I really think these people throw that word around too loosely um, an entrepreneur is someone who invests more money than they logically should into their businesses. They take risk, right? And I think that's also that also carries over to emotions. So th these are people that are willing to invest emotional equity to the extent that when that the failure of their business aspirations would crush them. But they go for it anyways because it's what they want and they're willing to risk everything in order that they may achieve their goals of being a, a self 
employed entrepreneur and not have to work for a nine to five like the majority of us do. And so, um, so many people, uh, uh, they consider themselves entrepreneurs, but who knows, you know, I believe that that's the thing, though. These new teachings I've come across. Neville. Neville is saying that before you may attain the things you desire in the physical form, you must appreciate their manifestation in the mental form first. What does that mean? You must appreciate their manifestation before you may attain them in the physical form. Appreciation comes from within. It may express it may be expressed outwardly by you buying someone something, you know, shaking someone's hand in gratitude, but it comes from within. Gratitude, be grateful. How do you practice gratitude for things that you cannot see, you cannot touch, you cannot smell, you cannot hear? You cannot feel. You can, how do you how do you express gratitude for something that does not present itself in its physical form, and yet you you desire this thing, right? You desire for this thing, and you're being told express your gratitude for that thing having already been given to you via one one way or another. That thing would come will come to you. I believe that. Uh, excuse me one second. Excuse me one second. I'm sending a text. Um, my barber. I'm trying to get an appointment. But I don't think I can. He wants me to be there at five. So anyways, be grateful. Right now that I have a little bit of downtime at my job and I that those feelings begin to come in of uh they, they begin to sneak in of this sucks, I want to get out of here. Uh you know, like what am I doing here? I should be working on my business or you know those types of feelings. Um express gratitude, man. Chill, go to the bathroom if you need to. Find two minutes in your day. Close your eyes. And be grateful. Express grateful. Say the words thank you and mean them. Say them thank you and then say what you want. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful sandy beach that I'm on right now. Thank you for the warmth of the sun rays that are laying on me. Thank you for the beautiful girl that's by my side. Thank you for this great drink that I'm drinking. Thank you for this, this, thank you so much, Father God, Lord, deep inside of me, I am Jesus and I am in my name calling forward to you to say thank you. Thank you for this wonderful life which you've given me. Thank you for the breath that I may take with ease. Thank you for the walk that I may, that I may make with ease. 
that I, that my knees aren't hurting. Thank you so much that I may run. I have exercise. I can exercise. I am healthy. I can breathe in well. Thank you for, thank you for my beautiful mind that is not deteriorating. That that is only ever getting wiser and smarter. Thank you for the beautiful family I have. The beautiful friends in my life. Thank you. Say thank you not just for the things you currently have, but the things you want. Express gratitude because the universe, in the very simplest way of explaining it, if you say you want, you're speaking from a state of deprivation, of not having. Not deprivation of, um, what's the word? Is it, There's a word for that. Hmm. Yeah, it is deprivation. Because you're deprived, right? You don't have it. You feel deprived. So you're speaking from a state of deprivation and, and the universe, it's unemotional. The universe does not fucking judge you. God does not judge you. You judge yourself. And when you say, I am deprived of this, the universe is your tool. And by you putting that, it's like as if like you, you, you the, your life is um your life is a vehicle and you want to get from one destination to another. Right. And when you say. I am deprived. You are putting a very low quality uh, off brand and not even actual gasoline fuel into your car. It's like it has a bit of kerosene. It has a bit of the shit you need. But actually, it's not even like you're putting sugar in your tank. Basically, man, you're putting sugar in your tank because you're saying I want to get to that place over there. And you're and you're you're stopping at the gas station of, of, of life of the universal law of enlightenment you're stopping there and you're saying i need to get over there that's a bad analogy honestly i'm like i'm working on this man please do not judge me too badly i am trying to get better and those of you that are giving me a chance thank you for listening You are speaking from a state of deprivation. You are acknowledging that you don't have, and the universe is going to do just that. It's going to acknowledge that you don't have. If you put words to those thoughts, you create more powerful feeling, more powerful emotions, which are, that's your form of communication with the true creator, the creator that you are, and the all, that you are a part of, the all mind that you control. You are putting out into the universe saying, I don't have this. Well, the universe, like I said, is unemotional. And it's going to say, yes, master, you don't have that. And what, what happens is you create more circumstances under which you do not have those things that you want. Because you are putting that out there. What did I just say? Let me slow it down. When you say, I don't have, imagine... The, the, the feeling is what's communicating to the world, to the universe. The feeling. Those words have power and that thought becomes an emotion which is communicated outwardly. And it's and that emotion, if we could name it one word, deprivation is what you're putting out into the universe. Deprivation, deprivation, deprivation. And what the universe is going to come back with is more deprivation. Because you just put it out there. The universe only agrees with you. Because you are the true controller, the, the main creator. You are God. And if you don't believe me, I mean, it's a scary thought. 
But each of us, each of us that choose to acknowledge it are God. We are Jesus. And it, the reason it's a scary thought is because you realize that you, we're in mental warfare with everyone we come into contact with on a daily basis. Because the majority of today's society, I can speak for America or at least for Illinois or at least for Chicago, but I think Chicago is a pretty good representation of the majority of Americans because we have all types of people here, except maybe Southerners. But I, I you know, I'm an American and I'm speaking from my perspective. We are so unattached. We pray to a God and a Jesus that we believe existed in physical form. Hold on. My barber wants me to come at 8. 8 is kind of late, but I think it might work. Fuck it. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Mm. 8 o'clock it is. Yeah, 8 o'clock it is. Anyways. Don't put out deprivation. So you're saying, okay, Davey, how do I get those things that I want then? How am I not supposed to say what I want? Well, you, what you have to realize is that the second you say you, the second you think, the second you feel you want something, you have to know that it's been granted. Because you are that God. You are God. And if you don't believe me, like I was saying, it's a scary thought because... Then you realize that each of us has that power. And other people will determine your destiny if you allow them to. By their judgments. And by their expectations of you. If you allow them to. They will dictate your life. And you are a God allowing another person to impose their reality on you. You are allowing them to control your reality. You are submitting to another God and saying your reality is truer than mine. And I accept it. That's why we follow in the footsteps of our parents because we want to make them proud or we go to school and do the do what they expect us uh, expect of us because we want to make them proud. Because our parents are the gods of our world when we're young and growing up. But once you become more self, once you, that's why we have to take that step towards self-awareness. That's the true aging. There, time, people can be eighty years old and not realize, you know, their their purpose in life. They they can be immature. They're just lost. They can be stranded if they never grew into a state of awareness and took control over their lives. A lot of them live lives as they were expected to. Especially older people right now in 2019 because they're from another generation where it wasn't okay to think in this way. Although a lot of these thoughts that I'm talking about were communicated in their time. But now that information is more available to all of us, we're able to, if you call, if, if you just feel, if you call out to God, call out to the universe, call out to, you know there's some, some greater power because you cannot, you cannot describe the way science not even can describe the way that we came to be. The Big Bang is just a theory. So, guys, 
express gratitude for those things you want and you know i'm gonna give you a secret right now i'm gonna give you the i'm gonna give you what you came for and it's almost bringing tears to my eyes guys find two minutes in a quiet place close your eyes and live be in your desire be the person you want to be be them now feel it now feel it now and once you gain that that knowingness that it will come it's so weird to say it will come once you gain that knowingness that it has happened you feel as though your life has already happened you achieved what you wanted then you're going to find more and more reasons to be grateful for the circumstances of your life as they are now. You will learn to appreciate this quote-unquote not havingness because you know that once it comes, you're not going to give it up. And you're going to long for the days that you were young and you didn't have those things because you were in a different mind state and you're going to wish you could go back there and tell your younger self, Relax, breathe. It's going to be okay. And honestly, it's not even that much greener on the other side. You have more money. You buy a nicer place. You have a nicer car. But right, and, and you'll have those things. So please enjoy the moment now. Live in your moment now because you are wasting life if you are just constantly thinking about the future and the past. Enjoy the moment now. And guys, if you ever need an escape, if you ever need to get on vacation, you don't need to meditate. I guess it could be considered a form of meditation. But do you know that your body, if you lay down on your bed or lay back on a chair and recline it back and picture yourself in a plane, picture that rumbling of the plane, you know, and you're you're getting geared up and somebody's putting the, the parachute on you and he's, he's yelling at you because you can barely hear anything and you guys are yelling like, what? Okay. Yeah, get ready. We're about seven. We're about fifteen thousand feet. I don't know what the, the latitude or altitude is that they jump at, but you know what I mean. And, and the pilot's like, "You're all set. Green light. Green light." So you guys are like, you know, he's you're getting he, he the guy that that's helping you. He swings open the door, and all the, all the air's coming in now. And you're you're realizing you're taking steps, and you're counting every single step you're taking up towards the edge of that plane. And you're about to jump, and you jump, and you're feeling the air in your face. Do you know what happens? You feel that. I feel like I'm falling if I did that when I do that. I can't even keep laying down anymore when I open my eyes and close them again. I feel like I'm falling. Your mind does not know the difference between something actually happening and something being imagined. So close your eyes and picture that vacation as true as if and accept the reality of it. Accept that it's as real. Be open-minded. Accept that it's as real as if you were actually there. You can do that. And your mind, like I said, it's not going to know the difference. <laughs> you know, it's not going to know the difference. One day there will be virtual reality rooms in which they advertise vacations for like an hour. Go there and they, they the, the only things they'll do additionally is do some, uh, find a way to allow you to grab for food and things that are actually there. 
and then like just create a warm environment and like emulate sun rays imitate it sun rays you know what i mean anyways the mind does not know the difference but the beautiful part is that the mind creates your reality your mind creates your reality you're a part of the all mind you are god and when you create that reality in your mind and your mind is more powerful than fucking matter matter does not matter your mind is what matter matter is matter matters but that's as far as it goes your mind dictates your reality guys good morning guys my name is davy and i am making an entry to 30 days of podcast what's up um i want to talk about something really quick i want to remind you actually let me start it off like this there are two types of people in this world there are the chess players and the chess pieces The chess players make a decision on what they want from life. And no, they don't just attack and go get it. It's not so simple. Sure, that's really the key, is doing it and moving towards your goals, taking action because you believe you deserve it and that you can attain those desires of yours. But the key word and the key factor is belief. Every morning when you wake up, every time somebody makes you stumble emotionally and you feel angry or put down, every time you take a piss, every time you are ready to go to sleep. Take a minute. In the mornings, get on your knees and begin to give thanks. Are you able to move your limbs? Are you able to move your joints? Can you form a grip with your right hand, your left? Can you turn your neck all the way right, left, up, down, comfortably? Can you reach for the sky? All things that we should be grateful for. Can you breathe? (sighs) Can you take a beautiful breath of fresh air without restraint? All things we should be grateful for. Is your mother alive? Is your father alive? The same people that you had yesterday, are they doing well? Are they comfortable? Are they awake? Are they awake? Is your car running? Is your rent paid? Do you have heat in your home in the winter? Do you have AC in your home in the summer? All things that we take for granted. Are you able to watch TV? Can you turn on Netflix right now and just relax? Or do you have a job where you know what you're doing and you're getting a steady paycheck and you have some money left over? that you can save, that you can do something with. Even if you don't, are your things taken care of? Because in many cases, we have these things, the minimal, minimal things that we need, right? That we want from life. We stop there though, because that's all we believe we deserve. But I am telling you to be grateful for those things. But don't stop 
there. Belief, baby. Belief will take you to a new level. What you have to do is begin to practice gratitude for the things you want from life. And that will only come when you accept that God did not put you on this earth to be a chess piece. He did not put you on this earth to be a, a toy to be played with or somebody to be used or a cog in the wheel. You know, he did not put you on this earth to help someone else fulfill their dreams. And that's what we're doing as employees. And I think it's um I think it's a necessary part of life. We can't all just be self-employed entrepreneurs from 18, you know, and never have worked in the workforce. We can. There are those people. But I think it's important that at some point in our lives we do contribute to the dreams of others because we will eventually need others to contribute to our own dreams. We will need employees. And what are you going to preach? That employees are idiots? No. They're contributing as we should be. Contribute with a with a whole heart and a happy heart. Don't feel bad about being an employee. <clears throat> we must express gratitude for the things we want, the things we don't yet have in their physical form. For example, say I want um a Mercedes because I love German cars and I've just loved the Mercedes cars since I was a young kid and now I want one for myself. Begin to feel gratitude for that car as if you will have it as if you already have it. The reason for this is that the mind communicates with the universe and the universe answers in reflection. To what you tell it so if you say to the universe if all you say to the universe in the form whether that be in the form of prayer or whether whether that be in the form of you speaking with all mind it's all the same and you're never communicating in a more powerful powerful form than when you are closing your eyes and you are telling the universe what you expect, not what you want. That's what too many of us are doing is, is telling the universe. We are telling the universe what we want. As if the universe has a choice. Do you hear what I'm saying? Tell the universe what you expect, because when you say the words I want to the universe, the universe only complies. It only agrees with what you say. It only gives you what you claim to be true. So when you say, I want a car, I want a car, you're only yet pushing that further away from your reality because you're in a state of wanting, of deprivation, of not havingness. You are claiming to the universe, I don't have this thing. I want this thing. And what will the universe do but agree? The universe will only create more circumstances or just enhance your current circumstances, further solidify them in order that you may continue, as you said, want those things, to want those things. How do I do 
so how do I get the car, Davy? How do I get the bigger house? How do I get a better job? How do I get my raise? How do I get those things then if I can't say that I want them? Well, <clears throat> obviously, at some point you have to want them, right? But the wanting should only be wanted. The wanted should only be wanted for 0.05 seconds, I'd say. That's my rough estimation because once you understand that in wanting, you have already received because you are that powerful, because you are a part of God, then you no longer worry. You learn to appreciate the journey and the not having this, not having that car, because once you get the car, its value begins to depreciate in your mind. I'm not talking about its physical condition, its maintenance, nothing like that. I'm talking about once you get it, the high of having it or achieving that goal begins to wear off. There is the journey is the true beauty, beautiful part. But once you get those things, if you listen to what I'm saying, once you get those things, you're going to long for the journey. You're going to wish you could talk to that kid that was on the path and that you can tell him, relax, breathe. It's going to be OK. Everything you want, you will have. Don't fret. You know, and so in every morning and no one can take this away from you the way they cannot take it away from you, because that's the problem is with these books, these teachings and all these things. They don't really give us practical steps uh, or just something like they don't realize that we're in an entirely different state of mind and we need to break out of. And so I'm giving you that step right now. If you want, if you truly if you truly want what you want. Write it down. Know what you want. Write it down. Say, I will have this, 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 and that. Actually, no. Say, I am grateful for this, 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 that, that, that. The things you have now. And then say you're grateful for the things that you have, but that yet have not materialized in your physical world. But the only thing, if the only thing separating, like, for example, if uh, somebody gave me a trip for two to Puerto Vallarta, I'm going to be happy that I got the trip right now. Am I right? Right? I'm going to be happy I got the trip right now. I'm going to anticipate it. And I'm going to, like, prepare for it, buy things that, that are going to be, you know. That's it's the same same thing. Actually, your mental state is yet more powerful than having a pair of tickets in your hand. We have to realize the beauty of our minds and the potential that we have to manipulate our realities. There is no limit except that which you impose on yourself. Or is your car running straight? Is your steering wheel straight? Do you have gas in your tank? Do you have feeling in your fingers and your hands? These are the things that we should be grateful for. And then express gratitude for the things that are yet to come, but which have already manifested in your mind because they will come. And by what right do I say these things? None. If you don't believe that your thoughts become your reality, you are still being the God of your world and you are imposing that reality on yourself. That's how powerful, that's the cruel trick. That's the cruel part of it.
If you don't believe, you're still using your infinite potential to create that reality that you will not have the things you want based off your own beliefs alone. And look, I know someone like Gary Vee has actually said, you don't just think these things into existence. No one has ever made it. No one that I've ever known to be successful has made it there without hard work. Envisioning your 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 desired lifestyle is not about hard work. It's not about avoiding hard work. It's about knowing what to do when the opportunities present themselves, and doing it effortlessly because you already have achieved your desire. Now you're just doing the necessary, taking the necessary steps. But you're fulfilled in knowing that you will achieve that desire, and the hard work becomes just effort, simple effort. Hold on. Good morning. Can I have uh, hotcakes and sausage? Hotcakes and sausage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, large iced coffee, please. Sugar-free vanilla. Yeah, and if I can get a uh, number one and a number three. Just a sandwich? No, the meals, please. Uh, give me two large uh, hot coffees, six and six, please. Large coffee, six and six? Yeah. And um, actually, give me one more large iced coffee. Sugar-free? Sugar-free vanilla, please. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, guys, I just ordered some McDonald's. So you see, I'm not living in the clouds, right? I'm still grounded. But... I am living in the clouds like the other day I've ranted for like half an hour to my friends in the car I had them trapped and I'm just trying to express to them how happy I am right now I may not seem it I did not do my gratitude prayer in the morning you know that's why I'm reminding somebody out there that it's it's a daily task but that's all you have to do get on your knees anywhere you are anytime any point in your in your life even if like you're, you're halfway through your day. You haven't said anything you're grateful for. But people are just getting on your nerves. When people get on your nerves, here's a, here's a big tip. You're going to like this one. You're not going to like it, but you will love it once you put it into practice. When people make you mad, find a minute to yourself in solidarity. And then envision that person. And express nothing but love towards them and wish them the best for their lives. Envision them coming to you as a friend. Envision them coming to you as a friend, saying your name in a good tone. Maybe they bought you a coffee. Your mind is going to struggle with this thought because obviously that person right now, it's contradicting. You, you want to just punch them in the eye. So envision them buying you a coffee, bringing you a coffee, giving it to you, saying hi, hi, like how are you, you know, saying your name and asking how you are and telling you to have a good day. You do that. Do it until that uh, conflicting part of your mind that's struggling to believe it has gone away. 
And the way you fight it is by continuing to throw it new circumstances under which that person is your friend. So say like the coffee scene, your mind is struggling with that and saying this is stupid because they would never give me a coffee. Well, then give it a new scene. You know, maybe maybe they're helping you with uh, a flat tire. Maybe they're calling you and you're talking on the phone for a couple of hours. Obviously, you're not going to spend hours pretending that you're on the phone with them. But you know what I mean. Your mind is powerful enough to run through an entire phone conversation with that person on the pretext that you guys are friends. Because we don't... What, what do you really cover when the phone conversation? So, <clears throat> guys... Chase your dreams. But before you chase them, realize that chasing the dreams is not a part of the... the, It's it's minimal. The chasing part is just... It's the fun part. But we make it seem like it's the hard part. If there's any hard part, it's in just reminding yourself. Creating the habit in your mind of knowing that you are a god of infinite potential. I will let you guys go. Goodbye. Hi, um, my name is Davey and I'm making an entry really quick. Um, so I had, I had the intention of starting a 30 days of podcast and really just trying to force myself into creating, uh, you know, I was really becoming like focused on achieving goals and I thought that that would be representative of myself becoming a new person and there is an argument for that. I would say that your habits are really what the, um, how somebody would describe you, right? So if you're like, if you have a habit of being a super kind and loving person, obviously that's going to be a characteristic associated with you, someone who's patient. Maybe your habit is of that, that of patience, but it's, um, it's represented externally to others as loving, kind, caring, considerate. You know what I mean? And so... Hardworking is another characteristic which people associate with uh, with themselves or others as a dominant a dominant way to define somebody. Hardworking person, right? It's supposed to be a good good thing. Anyway, so that's kind of what I was doing. Is instead of focusing on myself internally, I thought I can change who I was by my external actions. And I would argue that there that that such thing is possible. But I'm uh, I kind of took a left turn on that. You know, I didn't. I wasn't able to stick to. I was able to, right? But I chose not to be committed to the thirty days of podcast that I had initially devoted myself to. Um, look, I and the fact that I fell off from doing that, that I didn't commit, that I did not do it. It's just representative of the inner self that I am. Whereas I try to force a new being on myself by external actions. uh, I realize that it's not the most effective way to change. I think it is, like I said, I think there's an argument for it. But personally, it's as if somebody landed a big project on me when in the past or up to that point, I haven't been someone who follows through and accomplishes or can uh, complete a project of that of that um, caliber so I started looking inward and I was blessed to come across the teachings of uh, Neville Goddard uh, 
And I don't think that this was by accident because anybody might stumble upon these such teachings and immediately just skip past them and never never see another video recommended to them about this content again. But I believe that my whole life has been leading me to this point because I've studied similar teachers in the past and what this man is saying is resonating with me on such a such a high level that I cannot turn away and I cannot deny the truth of his words and at this point it's been verified to me I believe wholly and wholeheartedly that my mind is directly connected with that of the entity which we've come to know as God and in that connection I share in the beingness of said God in short terms or to put it short I have come to realize that I am God I am God who cures, I am I am God who loves, I am God who listens, I am God who creates, I am God who manifests into the reality of mankind in a way in which he may understand via his five natural senses. I create from written word, from spoken word, from thought into reality. Anything and all things which I have ever desired, I've already achieved. And so I'm in a state of gratitude that I can't explain that I wish I would have had at an earlier point in my life. But I, I understand that there is wisdom that is required in order to maintain, maintain the belief in this truth. Everybody believes in quote unquote the secret to some extent but it might seem like jargon to the majority of us because so many people want to only believe like they need some form of some form of proof that they can sense with their man-made or with their man-like senses which are which is something they can touch smell see hear something they can something they can see touch but how do you touch the car that you so desire well when you were a kid and you saw adults walking around that was your desire was to walk around and you envisioned yourself walking you knew you were capable because you saw them doing it and you saw yourself doing it and no matter how many times you might have fallen you always picked yourself up listen I'm making this entry right now because I don't know what's to come next I know that great change is on its way into my life because I am calling it forward and I am saying it so and I want to document it here at a point in my life where the stuff that I can see and touch and experience with my senses is not at par with the mental state 
which I've achieved. I'm recording this in order that I may show proof to my future self and to the future beings of the world that might care to listen that you are a God and everything you've ever desired is already yours. Have no fear in the fact that you are a God. Be still in your Godness. I cannot blame anyone or anything for anything bad in my life. I take full responsibility for the greatness of my life, for the joy which I feel in my heart and the stomach that I have in my belly and the love that I have for my friends and the attention which I give to my family. I am wholly responsible for the reality of my life. And now that I've accepted this truth, I may manipulate my life to represent any, any vision which I desire. Anything I envision, anything I desire, anything I want, it's already mine. And in that knowingness, I don't even feel like I want anything anymore. I am so fucking grateful. So fucking grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am alive. Thank you, God. Because I know that I am in the beginning and early stages of this learning process. Of this truth. I am a noob. But in the same... In the same time... In the same experience, I am also the master. All that is required is that you believe. And it's not even belief, it's knowing. And that's what I mean when I say that I know I'll have those things. I want to enjoy the process now. Because the process is going to be taken over the journey... On your way to reaching your desires, a lot of times it's gone too fast because we're so busy focusing on the future and forcing our future to come into reality. When in, when in truth, we just have to know that it'll come. Act on it. And find happiness in the process. What if I told you that anything you've ever wanted, that girlfriend, that car, that house, that lifestyle, everything you've ever wanted is already yours. And that it's only a matter of time before you achieve it or before it, you realize it in its physical form. You would have so much peace. You would be comfortable living on the streets. You would not worry ever again about another dime. Or somebody saying no to you. You would never worry again because you... Because I, am, I would be telling you it's inevitable. It's your destiny. To manifest your desires. You are here for no other reason. Than to realize... The power... Of your mind. To become aware... And to become your God-like self. We are on our way, people. The day is the date is December 16th, 2019. And I can already see myself listening to this audio at some point in the future, near future. 
probably in tears thinking, wow, this was the turning point in my life. Thank God. Thank the heavens. Thank every other beautiful person on this earth for keeping me company here, for sharing in my experiences, for helping me to grow and learn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am ever, ever so grateful. I love everybody. I love everything. I am all things and I am no thing. Thank you and amen. Goodbye.